It's a legendary movie review. Buckle in as Craig gives us his three-minute review of Interstellar. Let us know what you thought on our website, thelegendarianpodcast.com. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger. So proclaimed Christopher Nolan in his 2010 epic Inception. With the release this year of Interstellar, one can now say that Christopher Nolan's entire career has been made up of dreaming bigger and bigger dreams. Interstellar, his latest dreamy epic, is an imperfect but very good science fiction flick. A quick recap, Interstellar introduces us to an Earth which is quickly becoming uninhabitable for humans. We get only broad strokes, dust is covering everything which will eventually kill all their crops if a mysterious blight doesn't get to them first. What's causing all of this? Global warming? Problems with Earth's rotation or position? Nolan wisely leaves the problem vague. Uh, our hero in all of this is Coop, a former NASA pilot played by Matthew McConaughey, who is getting better and better with age, I say. He's a widower, raising two kids with the help of his father-in-law. Coop stumbles into NASA's final desperate mission to send human beings across the universe through a wormhole. He leaves his kids and joins with several other adventurous souls to find a suitable planet for the dying Earthlings. While Coop is off discovering the horrors of time dilation, his abandoned daughter, now grown into Jessica Chastain, woohoo, is working with NASA to solve the problems of gravity and time. You know, the simple stuff. Coop's team visits several locales until, in one of the film's best visual sequences, he enters... Well, you know what? I'd better let you find that one out for yourself. Interstellar is one of the best sci-fi films I've seen in years, in no small part because Nolan understands that when you traffic in science fiction, the science really should take a backseat to the fiction. Now, sure, you don't want your science to be utterly unrealistic, but when telling a story such as this, it's important that you impress the average moviegoer, not Neil deGrasse Tyson. But, now that I've brought him up, I should mention that the pop astrophysicist was pretty impressed with the movie. He offers the so-called Mark Twain criteria. Quote, first you get your facts, then you can distort them at your leisure, says Mark Twain. Were they really carrying enough fuel for their intergalactic adventure? Eh, maybe not. Is a seven-year time dilation on the first planet that they visit a bit extreme? Yeah, probably. But the fact that we get so picky about things like that says more about the film's strengths than its weaknesses. Watching Interstellar, I was reminded of two authors on opposite ends of the spectrum of academic respectability, Jorge Luis Borges and Michael Crichton. Questions of time, infinity, and human nature mingle with some fantastic science of both the pseudo and legit variety. The dialogue is not always great, and I'm of the crowd who believes that if you cast Anne Hathaway, you've likely, though not certainly, miscast the part. But I for one forgive Nolan these faults because the movie is just so damn much fun. This is a true theater movie, best seen on as big a screen as possible. Oh, and at 169 minutes, you'd probably better grab the large popcorn. It's a Legendarium Movie Review.